Welcome back to the Are You Shipping Me podcast, the show where we help manufacturers and distributors with their supply chains. I'm Elliot Brazil from AM Transport, and today I'm joined by Kevin Nadiao, the founder and CEO of True Load Time Incorporated. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. Kevin, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, can you tell everybody listening, kind of give them a brief overview of True Load Time and, and what you guys what you guys are doing? Yeah, hey Elliot, thanks for having me on the show. I'm a uh, I'm a regular fan. I uh, I catch it on LinkedIn uh, every week. Cool, I appreciate that. Uh, so essentially, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I've uh, a little bit of background on me. I spent uh, well over two decades in the transportation, logistics, and supply chain industry, primarily managing truckload fleets, mm-hmm. uh, fleets as uh, small as a dozen uh, upwards, uh, and the largest being about 600. And over the course of my career, there's been one particular constant, a thorn in my side I've had to deal with, and that was truckload detention. And um, I guess a little over a year ago, I I finally had enough of detention. The technology now exists, and I uh, decided to step out of my role in the operations management and uh, and move into uh, or start up True Load Time, a technology and data analytics company focused solely on defeating truckload detention once and for all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's an admirable goal, as we know, you know, a lot of, uh, manufacturers, distributors, people who are shipping and receiving, uh, really have some bad habits when it comes to their operations. And you know, really, as we um, enter into this age of big data, um, you know, those bad habits that they have are really becoming more and more visible as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's um, it's cyclical. We saw last year the um, Last year, we saw shippers and receivers uh, kind of mend some of those negative uh, trends and behaviors and started uh, recognizing the fact that, uh, you know, to become a shipper of choice, we needed to move truckers uh, in and out of their facilities quicker. We need to uh, treat them with respect and, mm-hmm. uh, as the professionals they are. Uh, but now we've seen that kind of that trend reverse a little bit in 2019 as capacity has loosened a little bit. Um, but for me, I think the frustration is, um, you know, detention is one of the largest concerns that truck drivers and uh, fleets face today. It, it costs uh, costs them both time and money. Yeah. And some of the statistics are just staggering. Uh, like DAT research revealed that 63% of drivers spend more than three hours waiting for their trucks to be loaded or unloaded on average. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Atri released their annual list of the top issues facing the trucking industry and driver detention delay at customer facilities ranked as number four. Uh, They even cited a previous study that showed driver detention of six or more hours increased by 27 and a half percent between 2014 and 2018. Wow. And then, yeah, I think everyone in the industry uh, by now has read the uh, FMCSA's Office Inspector General report estimating that truckload detention you know, reduces driver income annually by over a billion dollars. And I think for carriers, carriers on that side, it was uh, upwards of 250 to 300 million in net revenue annually as well. Yeah, I believe you that. Know, the old adage. Yeah, the old adage is, is true in trucking. If the wheels aren't turning, then the drivers just aren't making money. Yeah. And you know, as as there as more and more uh, as we get more and more visibility 
into locations that have kind of subpar uh, detention issues. Um, there really are some big time downstream effects for those manufacturers and, and distributors, aren't there? Yeah, there absolutely are. Um, so the, the downstream effects of uh, poor practices are, are really massive. And I think most companies fail to realize on the macro level the implications of their inefficiencies. Um, you know, it's maybe it's the mindset that's, okay, so if my forklift operator takes their time in loading a trailer, as long as that product is introduced into my own operation on my timeline, mm-hmm. then the rest really isn't, isn't my problem. But the problem with that mindset is that the trucks, our trucks account for roughly three-quarters of the total domestic tonnage shipped in the U.S., and delays in our nation's freight network impacts transportation spend, which impacts shipping cost, which ultimately trickle down to consumers you know, in the form of more expensive stuff. Yeah. So whether it's food or construction material, um, automotive to electronics, consumer goods to oil and gas, Nearly everything we interact with on a daily basis was or is transported on a truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to you have to have the mindset that the world is a supply chain, and every participant in the link either has a positive or negative effect on it. Right. Yeah, and you know, not even from the you know the macro effects are are really crazy when you when you stop and think about it, um, and and even for individual manufacturers, distributors, you know, these inefficiencies in their, in their supply chains, um, you know, not only are there uh, effects to their own operations, but, and this is something we see in our own operations, uh, carriers just don't want to go to those locations or demand a massive price premium to go to those locations if they, if they do. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely true. Even even in my own operations, we had customers that we just knew, uh, either from tribal knowledge or past experience, just to stay away from. Right. You know, we had those particular locations. If I dispatched one of my drivers there, you know, I just knew that five minutes after I sent the dispatch over that I was expecting a text or a phone call from a driver. And, uh, you know, if we knew ahead of time to expect a five-hour wait time, you know, we would uh, inform the driver, you know, I know you're not going to be happy. Go ahead and Stop and get yourself some lunch. Be prepared for a wait. You know, don't go into the shipping office. Um, you know, acting a fool, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set your delivery window accordingly. So, you know, uh, I know you're not happy, but this is this is what we've got, yeah. and we'll take care of you for it. And I, I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, setting the expectations. But if I if I had my choice, I would stay away from those locations altogether, if possible. Right. Yeah, get comfortable because you're going to be there a while. <laughs> Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just about it's about managing those expectations ahead of time. Right. Because the worst thing you can do is is develop a routing plan based upon uh, you know like a two hour window, and then all of a sudden that two hours turns into four or five. Right. There are just uh, there are a lot of bad things that are going to come from that. Definitely. So with all that being said, you know we know that we have a problem, um, but but what can manufacturers and dis- distributors do to become uh, shippers and receivers of choice for their carrier partners. You know, what do drivers really want? Oh, sure. And it's uh, it's kind of funny that term shipper of choice yeah. or uh, choice uh, choice shippers and receivers. Uh, you know, I've seen that term used more in the past two years than I can remember in the first two decades of my career. Yeah, it's not a new concept. It's just really 
it's come to the forefront with the ELD implementation and uh, especially the tight capacity uh, mm-hmm. last year. But you know, drivers are drivers are people too. Um, namely, they want to be treated with respect. Yeah, they've got a difficult and mostly thankless job. I mean, even for me personally, if I sit in traffic for an hour, uh, you know, in my commute each day to work and back, I get frustrated. But uh, man, these professional drivers on the road—that's their job. They're right. in it six to eight hours a day, five to seven days a week, stressing on whether or not they're going to make their next appointment. So ultimately, when they arrive to a facility, uh, the last thing they want to do is be treated like a nuisance. They just want to be respected. Um, and then, you know, the uh, common courtesy is to have a, have a bathroom. You know, if it's clean, even better. But right. a lot of times it's difficult to find a location for a bathroom. Um you know, there are some facilities that have incredible driver lounges and vending machines and Wi-Fi and things like that, and those are all nice. But ultimately, drivers don't want to hang out at your facility. They just want to be loaded and unloaded quickly so they can get on to their next assignment. Right. Uh, you've got to remember that most of these men and women are paid by the mile, and they give up their first or, or second hour for free. So the quicker that they're in and out of your facility, the quicker they can get back on the road and start earning money again. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense. You know, it's uh, better to get back in the cab and get back on the road than to be sitting in the driver lounge, even if the coffee is free. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you've got a comfy couch. That's great. But uh, for carriers, our most valuable commodity by far is our time. It's the most valuable thing we have. Mm-hmm. And we just want to make sure that everyone is utilizing our time to the uh, fullest extent. Right. Um, you know, it's and it's just critical for shippers and receivers to invest in people, processes, and technology that create that efficiency within their operation. Mm-hmm. That's really all we want. Yeah. So we know that you know the the customer base of TLT. You know, you you have a lot of carriers. Like, seems like a good number of brokers. Do you envision shippers becoming TLT users uh, down the road? And if so, you know, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, if if you would have asked me that question uh, eight months ago, I probably would have given you a different answer. Yeah. Um, load time is ultimately a, it's a very simple concept, uh, but it's still radical and revolutionary in, in its approach. And um, I know that there are going to be some uh, shippers and receivers who uh, are not going to like TLT simply because it creates transparency. Right. And exposes their inefficiencies. But I've had conversations with uh, um, Fortune 50 companies who are extremely excited about it because they recognize the fact that hey, we invest a lot, of, um, a lot of money in technology and we pride ourselves in our efficiencies and being one of the best companies out there. And if we can show people on a global scale how we stack up versus everyone else, we believe that will result in decreased transportation spend, um, you know, more respect from our carriers, just a, a strengthened uh, carrier partnership. So we are all for it. And, um, and that's what I'm starting to see is that uh, the shipper-receiver community is coming around to it. Yeah. And they're recognizing the fact that um, this is something that's coming either way. And um, it, it's in their best interest to, you know, to take a look at the data and not uh, just kind of close your eyes or, or um, you know, try to ignore that 
that the data exists now and they need to pay attention to it and do something about it. Right. Well, yeah, you know, uh, with this kind of transparency that we're talking about, um, hopefully it will challenge uh, and empower, you know, all shippers and receivers uh, to really uh, put focus into their the efficiency of their supply chain operations and, and really to become the sort of shipper of choice that we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And it it does a little bit more than that. It can be, you know, it's hard to determine what good is if you don't really have a benchmark or a standard to shoot for. Right. Um, if you're a tier one automotive supplier and you are able to, um, your drop and hook operation is averaging about 45 minutes or it takes you an hour and 25 minutes to live load live unload a trailer, you know, is that good? Well, if you use the common standard of two hours, then yeah, that's great. But if you look at what your competition is doing, so if I'm an automotive manufacturer, what does the rest of the Southeast look like and how do I compare against or to them? Um, and that's ultimately where we need to get to is, is individual standards and benchmarks for commodities and regions and times of day and things like that. Right. Because just the, the blanket standard of two hours, um, you know, that's, that's, that's not a good uh, measurement for determining success. Yeah. Yeah. Not appropriate to, uh, like you said, kind of apply that to any and all businesses. You know, there are, uh, there are different standards that need to apply to different operations. Absolutely. 22 pallets of um, food and bev should take a little bit quick, uh, you know, a bit less time than a hand interlaced tires going to yeah. a manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, we just need some standards. And uh, based upon those, we can begin determining what good and not so good look like. Mm -hmm. But um, objective data driven standards, not, uh, not subjective and... Um, you know, anecdotal tales, just real data, yep. and it exists. And that's what we're doing with TLT is partnering with our carriers, brokers, and even shippers, receivers, and manufacturers to pull all this data into a singular database that, that you can research ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, real uh, transparency based on objective data really is the goal. Um, well, Kevin, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for coming on to Are You Shipping Me? You've got a great product, and uh, I think it will, uh, it will continue to uh, make the logistics industry as a whole uh, better. So we thank you for that. Thanks, Elliot. I appreciate the time today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the inaugural podcast edition of Are You Shipping Me? Give us a like if you liked what you heard. Give us a share if you think your network would find good use in it. And drop a comment below to let us know what you think the best practices for shippers are to become a shipper of choice. We'll see you next time.